What's up, people? My name is Anthony, and welcome back to the What's On Your Mind podcast. I miss recording so much. Finally back. Um, if there's any background noise, I apologize. I'm in a new setup. I'm obviously at school, if you know me, and I had to find like a whole nother room to record in, but it's fine. It sounds really quiet on my end, so I think it's going to turn out good. But this episode, I wanted to start off very lighthearted because I do want to record some more um, serious topics after this. Obviously, when these are posted, they're going to be posted in bulk, so they're going to be multiple episodes. But I'm very excited for this one. As by the title, I wanted it. It first originally was just going to be my my favorite artist and why. And that's going to be in the later half of the episode. But I wanted it. I always want each of my episodes to become a theme. So like you see my episode titles like Adaption or Adaptation, Unbreakable Bonds, Can People Change? Like a more serious or more just message of everything. And I randomly got really hyped listening to music earlier. And it just reminded me of the joy music brings. And I tell people this all the time, especially as uh, someone who likes to sing, former varsity choir member that all types of music are so amazing. Like, I always laugh and make a joke because I'm really into country music. I don't know artists, but like if it's on the radio, I can listen to a country station for hours. And the reason I always say that and make that joke, it's not because country music is the best out there. I mean, I really like it, but just for the fact that you can find joy in almost every genre of music. Now, I don't, I like mostly every genre. There are some things I don't like, like very rare, it's very rare that um, you will find a music or a song or a type of music, sorry, that I wouldn't like. And that says a lot because I know a lot of people with amazing music taste and I'm always impressed by how much music they can consume and appreciate. And that's why I made this title Being Unapologetically You, How Music Can Save Lives. And just... To be transparent, I love to always be transparent with the people who know me or even on my platform at this podcast. Obviously not counting, because I am Christian, obviously not counting Jesus Christ, but just music alone is something that has kept me on this earth. Like, I always give credit to the Lord. I always give credit to my friends and my family, and those will be people, and obviously my religion will be things that will give me strength to continue to move forward. But music, if I literally don't feel like waking up in the morning, listen to some music if I'm in, a, if I'm in that mood. And I can listen to rap. I may listen to hip-hop, but I can turn on some R&B, K-pop, anime openings. Like, it doesn't matter. As long as I need a pick-me-up and as long as I can find something to listen to that gives me encouragement, turn it on in a heartbeat. And you hear... Musicians talk about it pretty frequently, how much of a blessing it is to have a career by speaking your mind. Makes sense as to why I'm a podcast host, because I love speaking my mind. I love getting my ideas out there. And one of the original ways to do that was through music. Again, I mentioned I really love hip hop. I really love rap. And that's a huge part of African-American and black culture. Literally what hip hop was and still is to this day was a way for us 
to express ourselves and express the things we go through and express the things we feel through music. We didn't have people to listen to us. There weren't podcasts out back then. People didn't really care what we had to think or say unless it was in music form. We used our minds and we used our creativity. We used other genres such as jazz to inspire and to create something beautiful. And I'm blessed enough to live through an era to where music is at its all-time high right now. Rap isn't just spit the best bars or clever words and you're famous. It could be many different styles, many different artists. And rap, even though while it's, I'm pretty sure is the biggest type of music out there, it's not the only form of music you can receive. And when you think about that, it's, to me personally, it's low-key remarkable just because you can write, and I'm pretty sure if anyone knows me, if you don't, I really love writing. And you can take the time to write your thoughts and put them out there for everybody to listen to. That is scary. Everybody's not going to like it. Everybody's not going to like you, no matter how good you may be. And yet you still take that creativity and push forward and express yourself however you feel is necessary. And while I'm getting, I'm going to get into my favorite artist soon, it's actually going to be like 15, more than 10. But one of my honorable mentions is going to be Lil Nas X. And matter of fact, we can just transition to that. My list now, the reason he's one of my honorable mentions and specifically my first honorable mention is because I feel he's the perfect representation of being unapologetically you. There's a song of his from one of his EP, from his EP, 7 EP, called Closure. And in that song, he talks about worrying and thinking of how he's going to come out and is the world going to accept him and is it time? And throughout that song, he expressed that he came to the conclusion that there's never going to be a right time because there are going to be people who don't accept you. However, you're going to look back at when you did it and realize that you're fine and realize that you're okay and you should have made that decision sooner. And we see where he's at now. When he first released the music video for Montero, I had posted that it was a masterpiece and I still feel that way. And some people were confused, specifically one of my former teachers, who's also a minister, he scrolled or slid down from my Instagram post because I posted on my story and he like had question marks and was questioning me about why I said that. And it wasn't because that was the greatest video production of all time. And it surely wasn't because he cosplayed as a devil. It was for the fact that it was the perfect way to express him finally fully accepting himself and being okay with whatever happens. As a Christian man, I've talked about this previously and with other people off um, screen as well, but a lot of Christians tend to do the complete opposite of what Jesus wants us to do. He wants us to bring people to our religion. And I personally feel and other Christians, especially other Christians my age or on my age, feel that they push people away from the religion. I saw a tweet on Twitter from a 2K, Uber, 2K YouTuber of all people asking, why do you think young people are straying farther and farther away from religion? And the immediate answer I thought of is because Christians, in my personal opinion, sometimes come off very judgmental. And Lil Nas X has spoken about as well, about being told he's going to go to hell or he's a devil or he's this and that because he's gay. 
And I just personally feel like that's not our place as Christians. And I've went in depth on this topic before. I may do it again. I'm most likely going to do it again. So I won't spend too much time on it now. But there's a reason to why certain people say they're not, they're spiritual or they're not religious or they just don't claim any religion at all. Because there are so many rules and stipulations and standards that are put into place that make people uncomfortable. And you shouldn't feel uncomfortable with something you believe in. If anything, the things you believe in should be accepted, even if you don't agree. You don't have to agree with every person's beliefs or everything they talk about and think, but it's important to see people as their own. Nobody is like anybody else. When I look in the mirror, I see myself. I don't see anybody else. I don't see Lil Nas X. I don't see anyone but myself. And everybody else has that privilege. And everybody is amazing in their own right. The things that make them amazing are what they believe in, their characteristics, what they've experienced growing up. And all of that makes someone beautiful. There's my um, bio, my Instagram quote, if I can hopefully quote it correctly, is that the things you will over the things you have overcame and the things you will get through are truly what make you unique. And I'm pretty sure I butchered that quote. And it's my quote, so it's ironic that I did that. But pretty much the meaning of why I have that in my bio is because I've personally been through a lot. And I'm only 19. I'm not like I'm old or anything. But I've always been able to get through the things that I personally didn't feel I was going to be able to get through. And I wasn't alone in that. It was other people that helped me get through those things. And those are people who go through things on their own and still chose to help me. And for that, not only will I forever be grateful, I would always give people that I meet the same treatment because you never know what somebody's going through. And you don't know the impact of just telling them you understand or letting them know that it's going to be okay. And that's why I stress that that you will overcome those things and it's not going to stop you. And it's what makes you amazing is that you can push forward from those things. And before I get to my honorable mentions and my list of favorite artists, I want to also make it very clear. Another opinion I have is that you can't, I personally feel you cannot put these artists on a pedestal. I'm going to explain why I like these artists and why I'm mentioning them, but only unless I'm for a select few, I don't look at these. I don't look highly up to these people because I know what they do in their lives. At the end of the day, they make great music. Now, I'm going to mention eventually my top two artists, spoiler for the list, Juice World and Eminem. And I'm going to explain why the things that they showcased in their personal life made them stand out to me. But at the end of the day, that's only what I saw. That's only what they wanted to be shown. So... You never truly know these people. And the perfect example is R. Kelly. And while we can't deny that he made good music, he made classics, and people still are going to listen to him regardless, That is, he's objectively not a good person or healthy mentally. And I can just imagine the people who are fans of him being devastated at hearing the things that he did. And... It's very, 
even uncomfortable to think about or speak about just because of the things he did. But it's a perfect example to explain why you cannot put these artists on a pedestal. You can appreciate their music, you can love their music, but there are still people. They're still gonna do things they feel is necessary and they feel is okay, and you can't change that. With that out the way, very excited to get to this list. Just a disclaimer, I know most people who listen to this aren't gonna be these type of people, but this list is very subject to change. It can change tomorrow, it can change in a year, and I'm not saying these artists are the end all be all, but I hope to just express some of my favorites and even put you guys on to other artists that you may not have heard of. So I already got Lil Nas X out of the way as far as honorable mention. And another couple honorable mentions, I'm going to group them together, is J. Cole and Kendrick Lamar. The only reason, to be honest, they're honorable mentions and they're not in the list is because I feel like I need to listen to more of their music. Because I have obviously know who they are. I obviously respect them as artists. But I still need to dive way more into their discography. Like J. Cole, I've only listened to, as far as full-length albums that I love, listening to albums from start to finish and analyzing them. I've listened to The Off-Season, 2014 Forest Hill Drive. Um, what's the name of the one with the crown? Born Center. And that's it. And he has way more to offer in his discography. And then Kendrick Lamar, I've listened to obviously his newest album, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, and Good Kid, Mad City, and To Pippa Butterfly. And all these albums I've named, with the exception of 2014 Forest Hill Drive, I'll save that for my Unpopular Opinions video, but <laughs> all of the albums I listed are pretty good albums. And J. Cole, both J. Cole and Kendrick have made some of my favorite songs of all time, period. And I'm going to list some of those later as well. But Sparks Will Fly by J. Cole and Janae Aiko and Kendrick Lamar's song with Mary J. Blige literally are two of my most favorite songs I've ever heard. Like the vocals and the vocal talent from Mary J. Blige and Janae in the, their separate choruses are literally amazing. And it's crazy because they're com two completely different type of singers. Mary J. Blige is very powerful, very gospel. She gives gospel vibes. And her voice, if she was in a stadium, it would project really loud. Whereas Janae is very laid back, very calm. She's not going to really be that singer to hit every note, but she's going to stay in her range and keep the vibe. And the performances from Cole and Kendrick in these songs are remarkable. They both tell a story in their own respective ways, and they both get the point across perfectly in their style. That's why with the comparison of J. Cole and Kendrick Lamar, I, I lean more towards J. Cole, but... I honestly feel like they're tied as far as their own music because they do things very differently, but they both do them almost perfectly. But I do personally lean more towards J. Cole just because him as a feature artist, you're going to get more of J. Cole like on other people's songs and the way he raps. I just prefer the way he raps, how he can switch from talking confidently versus giving a message. And obviously Kendrick can do that too. Kendrick has had amazing features in his time, but he's not going to do as many. It's going to be very rare to get like five to 10 Kendrick features in a year. So there's that. Another honorable mention, speaking of J. Cole from Dreamville, their label is J.I.D. I kid you not, the Forever Story, the album from J.I.D. is the album of the year. I want to just say rap album of the year because it's a rap album and there are other genres, but I personally haven't heard an album from any other genre better than this album. I really love how J J.I.D. incorporated his life into this project. 
He gave you his backstory. He gave you the reasons why he rapped. And he showcased things that you didn't know he was capable of. I had no idea he could sing. And it's not just holding a note. He genuinely can sing. He can hit high notes. He, you can tell he was raised in church. He has a great voice. And when he raps, every syllable you can hear, no matter the tempo or the pace, and there's something for everybody. There's hype songs, there's singing, there's storytelling, personal songs. And there's nothing to be wanted from this album because it gives you everything. And besides that album alone, he's had other projects that are really good. And he had songs that are really good. And he's part of the future of hip hop. There are artists like Jack Harlow, Corday, and other young artists of hip hop who are going to be a staple and kind of the logo of hip hop for the years to come. And J.I.D. is probably going to be leading that future of hip hop. To keep going with the honorable mentions, I'm going to mention Kanye. And again, another perfect example of separating the music from the artist or the art from the artist. Because while I, I don't personally agree with many of the decisions Kanye has made recently, but at the same time, I almost dislike more how the media has covered it because they would go on about caring about black men's health and caring about men's health in general and their mental health. And then they put forth every bad thing he does for entertainment. And I'm, I'm going to be objective. I'm going to be fair. Some of the stuff does be funny. But when you really sit down and think about it, it's someone having a mental breakdown, a mental crisis, and we're just laughing at it. We're not showing any sympathy for it. Some people are, but the majority are just clowning Pete Davidson, praising Kanye for his actions. And even Kanye would probably tell you that he needs help. With that being said, though, his music, and I need to listen to more of Kanye's albums in full as well, but the music he makes, I feel he's one of the greatest artists of all time, whether that be, well, keeping it in the realm of hip hop. But what makes Kanye so amazing to me is that I don't look at him as a rapper or artist. I look at him as a composer. The, instrument, the instrumentation he can make, the production he chooses to put artists on and himself on, and the singers he's chosen throughout the years to make music with, it all reminds me of a musical composition. And I guess I can give credit to that to my um, last varsity choir teacher as she had us sing a song that she orchestrated inspired by Kanye's Jesus Walks. And the way she put everything together, when I first when she first did it, I wasn't too familiar with Kanye's music. And then I end up hearing the song Jesus Walks and she almost perfectly mirrored what Kanye was going for in Jesus Walks and he isn't the most lyrical. I wouldn't personally say he's one of the best rappers, per se, of all time. But his music-making ability is unlike no other. And there are very few, in my opinion, who compare to Kanye's music-making ability. And with my second-to-last honorable mention, I definitely have to mention The Weeknd. Now, I don't know if he'll ever listen to this, but I have a friend named Justin who's really a huge fan of The Weeknd. And... I got to even credit him for making me appreciate The Weeknd more because that man's vocal range is amazing. Speaking of The Weeknd. And there was an interesting Twitter question that asked, 
who would be this generation's Michael Jackson? And while the agreed answer from most people in the comments was no one because you can't replicate Michael, The Weeknd was one of the names that was mentioned as the closest person on that list. And another person who I'm going to be mentioning very soon, Bruno Mars, were two of the names that people mentioned that would be the closest representation of being this generation's quote-unquote Michael Jackson. But Dawn FM Weekend's album that he released this year is my second favorite album of the year. It was my favorite album of the year until J.I.D. dropped. And the way he can create the disco vibe and also stay true to his own style of music, his original style of music, was very different. And a lot of people, when it first released, didn't like it. And Weekend himself didn't even advertise the album as much as he did his previous one, where he had the single Blinding Lights. But I feel this is an album he made for himself. And I feel like it's an album he was proud of before he released it. And I definitely feel that what he put, the work he put in that album and the sound he went for definitely aged well. And I'm pretty sure it's going to end up being considered a classic when the years go by. Because there's not a single song on that project where he has a bad performance. And my last honorable mention for me personally is going to be an artist named Crypt. He's a YouTube reactor and he also makes music. Music is his primary thing. And he's an artist who the person he reflects himself to be through the music is very inspiring. One of his first projects he made was about a, his own experiences with dealing with depression and suicide and losing relationships and losing his grandmother, who was very close to him. And hearing someone be that vulnerable through YouTube, as YouTube is his primary source that he publishes music, his music on, that stood out to me. And it was different from other artists because usually artists don't do that so early in their careers and when Crip did this it was his first it was one of his first albums and that put him on the map for me in my head as one of my favorite artists he was actually in my top five favorite artists of mine but he kind of slowed down on the music and the music he has released recently hasn't really hit the same as it was his previous like first three albums but it's amazing artist overall Actually, fun fact, I had did a podcast assignment for a class I had previously last year for my first year. And the assignment was to do a podcast and have an intro. And the intro song I used was a song from Crypt. But getting into the top list, I think I got 15 or 16 artists here. We're first, we're going to go from bottom to top. And we're first going to start off with Janae Aiko. And I mentioned her previously. And as a vocalist, I wish she got more respect than she did. People love her, but I wish they put her up there with people who they think is singers because she has a lot of vocal control around her range. And she's never going to be the type to blow you out the water with her voice, but she's going to be someone who hits personally for you because you can feel what she's saying and you can relate to what she's saying. And she's not going to try and be more theatrical where she's going to keep the content she sings about her main focus and her calm demeanor and her calm voice. And it's like she's smiling all the time while she's singing. It brings a great energy around her and her music and the people who listen to it. Her most recent album, 
was one of my favorite albums that released that year and it's still one of my favorite albums personally even the deluxe just because throughout the entire project you can tell she was having fun and you can also tell she wanted to showcase more of who she was as an artist in that project moving on i mentioned him earlier as well bruno mars one of my favorite singers if not my number one favorite singer of all time he doesn't miss there's really no other way to describe it i personally have never heard a bad bruno mars song and even the artists above him on this list have bad songs everybody had bad songs i'm pretty sure there's some song out there for bruno mars that i may not like but when you just list off the classics of grenade smoking out the window um finesse the finesse remix like there's so many songs I could think of, and I'm drawing a blank. Those are not all the classics at all, but the amount of music he's put out that's been timeless over the years is something that not a lot of artists can do at all, even artists that have been doing it longer than him. And there is only so much I can say, and it still won't be enough to describe perfectly how great his music is. And the best way you can get it is to listen for yourself. And it will definitely be worth it. Now, these next set of artists are going to be from a different genre that I would actually love people to dive more into. And it's from a genre called nerdcore. And their main objective is to make music. They make music about themselves. But it is heavily centered around anime and sometimes about gaming as well. But they use the themes of different anime or different anime characters and they make music about it. And it's really regular music. It's not like, oh, I'm this character and this character did this in the show. It's more about who they are as people and the things they struggle with relating it to anime. So these next few artists I'm going to name, most people aren't going to know. But I would really highly recommend you checking them out because they make really good music. And if you're an anime fan it hits even harder because you'll know some of the subtle references they make or just why they chose to make a certain song around that character specifically. But first artist, very peculiar name, very odd. He's also, the artist himself has also made jokes that his name is di very different. But his artist name is Schwabity. That's spelled S-H-W-A-B-A-D-I. And he's my... I had to, I ranked it as favorite artists instead of favorite music, instead of favorite rappers, whereas I kind of differentiate between their rapping ability and the music they can make. And I fumbled around where to put him on this list because he's my favorite artist from the nerd, favorite rapper from the nerdcore genre. But as far as artistry, some artists make a little bit better music to him to me personally, but it could be flipped. By the time I probably end this recording, it's going to be reversed. But first we have Schwabity. Then we have two artists from Florida, 954 Mari and Peso Pete. Then we have Rustage. And then we have two more artists from the nerdcore genre being Dizzy 8 and Fable. And the reason why I have them at the top of the nerdcore artists is because I feel they genuinely make some of the best music right now, period. But especially in this genre around nerdcore, the best music in that genre. Then more back to the traditional regular artists or rappers, we have Lil Uzi. And some people, some people don't like Uzi's music, some people do, some people love it. I'm one of the people that love it. 
And another honorable mention, I'm surprised I left him off the list, is definitely Playboy Cardi. Definitely a huge Cardi fan, but not in like my top, top. Even though, I don't know, he probably is. This is why I said this list could change, because I'm just thinking about Playboy now while I'm talking about Uzi. But to keep it on Uzi, really similar to other artists I've said, there's nothing you'll be left wishing you had more of from Uzi. He can give you vibes. He can give rap really well. He could sing or auto-tune. And he has classics such as EXO Tour Life, Unfazed with The Weeknd. Has a whole project with Future that I think is really good. Another great artist that I listen to. Again, great musician. Not the best person ethically, but <laughs> whole another conversation. But Future is hilarious, though. But even Lil Uzi as a person... Again, don't agree with everything he does. Don't agree with every image he portrays himself with. But he's like a literal, he's like a literal bundle of joy. Like you, you hear and see JT talking about him from their relationship. And just you can feel the vibrant energy from him. And you can feel that he just has the brightest smile while he's talking. And that is something that, again, not a lot of artists showcase. Some artists are more serious. Some artists are to themselves. And Uzi would be someone to always put himself in the front. He would always express himself how he felt necessary. And actually, to correct myself, he recently changed his program programs, changed his pronouns to they, to they, them. And it's important to make sure that you get those things right. But also, you can correct yourself and you can improve upon just previous mistakes so that's why i'm gonna leave that in there instead of editing but that's uzi and then next artist who's artist that has unfortunately passed away in the recent years is pop smoke and the new york drill scene and the type of music that they make the drill music instant instant move boost is instant mood booster and you can literally get up and dance no matter what mood you in if you're upset if you're Pop Smoke is on the radio, and you're a fan of Pop Smoke, you're going to get out your seat. And something someone mentioned about Pop Smoke and the type of music drill music is, is they said it was hard for them to listen to, one, because a lot of rappers are dying from it, but also some of the things they push forward for the black community, like black-on-black violence, isn't okay for the culture. And I do personally agree that... The things that are talked about in, some, in a lot of music, especially a lot of rap music, is very dangerous. And that's why I try to heavily stress to be yourself. Don't model your life based off an artist's lifestyle, even if you relate to it, because though these artists would tell you themselves that this is not a lifestyle they prefer to do. This is a lifestyle they had to do. And they would want you to be as safe as they try to be themselves. You see rappers... They can be talking about the most violent things, but they have security around them. Not because they're soft, but because they're trying to protect themselves. Because there are envious people, there are enemies they may have that would want to take away their success that they rightfully earned and they're supporting their families with. And moving into the top five, I'm pretty sure. I can't count, but hopefully I did that right. (laughs) We have Megan Thee Stallion. And... She's in a weird spot for me right now currently. One, because of the pending situation with her and Tory Lanez. 
And also just because recently her music, I haven't been feeling her recent albums lately. Like her last two albums, I haven't been the biggest fan of. Hopefully that'll change. But besides her previous two albums and the Tory situation, I can I can rap to you multiple Megan songs by heart. Like I literally have no shame in admitting that I can rap her, her entire, her and Cardi, entire verse of WAP, bro. Like it was very controversial when it released. And I even had my own opinions about it that I still agree, but changed slightly. But that song in particular, it did, it served its purpose. I'll just leave it there. <laughs> and who she is, who she expresses as a person also is, it, it's very hard to hate her. Like she's been very open about losing her mother and grandmother in the same year. And she had lost her dad as well. And that alone to continue to push forward doing that, that's that's remarkable. That's amazing in any word you want to put there because that's not easy to continue moving forward and doing something like that. And she also got her college degree. She still stayed in school and got her degree. She's a model. She recently appeared in the Marvel Universe. <laughs> like She doesn't hold herself to a box and she does whatever she feels it's fun and she cosplays anime characters she's in the anime community and there's so much to love for Megan Thee Stallion even besides her music and even with the Tory situation even though she's in a weird spot for me personally because of it because I don't know what happened I would hope someone wouldn't lie about being shot and to have something that traumatic happen to you and still have to do your job and still do it with a smile on your face that's commendable and now another artist that most people probably may not know, but goes by the name of Screwface Jean. And he's an artist who also does reactions on the side as well, similar to Crypt, as I mentioned earlier. And he's his personality is very, very energetic. He's always going to keep the vibes heavy as a person. In his reactions, I'm talking about specifically right now. And he's always going to speak his mind, whether someone agrees or not. And he's never afraid to truly express who he is or what he wants to talk about. And as far as his music, it's in the same boat. He recently released a project back in 2021 where he talked about possibly not being able to walk. And I don't know, he didn't specifically say it was muscular dystrophy, but I've personally had family members who have passed away from that. And thank God that it's not something I struggle with because the guys in my family on my mother's side, it's like almost every one of them suffer from it. And it's ironic that I can't barely stand still at all. Like even recording this, I'm spinning in this chair, but I wouldn't change that about me because I potentially could have never walked again and never walked at all, really. And not a lot of people will know that. Obviously, whoever takes the time to hear this would know that. But that's something very, very frightening to think about that I possibly could have never walked or my children could have had, can have the potential of not being able to walk. My mom said that the kids, kids have never had that. So again, thank God that that's most likely not a possibility. But you never know what people go through. And for him to express that, for me to express that fear and that part of my family, it takes a lot mentally to be open about that. And 
to put down your music is, again, similar, like I said, to other artists, very commendable and very respectable. And now to the top three, we're going to start off with Polo G. That rhyme was not intended, but I'm taking credit for it. Bars. (laughs) And a lot of people, again, a lot of people don't like Polo G because they feel he, he makes the same music over and over again. And while I don't disagree, per se, it's not a problem for me. Like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like, another artist I love listening to, Rye Wave, a lot of his songs sound the same, especially on his recent album, which I prefer the album he released before this, before um, the most recent album he released. But I can't lie to you and say that a lot of it doesn't sound similar. It doesn't personally sound the exact same to me, but even if it was, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like, I really love Polo G's music and... It's almost night and day between when he first broke out with um, his song with Lil TJ and the music he makes now. It still has similarities, like the um, melodic tone he has to it, but he takes it in a different path. And reaching to the top two, number two is Juice World, And he really could be number one if I take account like the music versus art or rapper versus artist argument. But... Here's the thing with Juice World, and similarly, like I've said, the previous artist, everybody doesn't like his type of music, and his type of music isn't for everyone, and I understand. He and Eminem, for me, have been two artists who showcased who they were as people the most. One of Juice World's biggest things were the numbers 999, and I've had people ask me, who, when I talk about highly of Juice World, what does that mean? And... If I remember correctly from what he expressed before he passed away, he expressed that 999 was obviously the reverse of um, three sixes in a row. And usually three sixes in a row represents evil and hardship. So he wanted to make the numbers 999 represent overcoming the things that were meant for your good or meant for your bad and make them your good. And no matter what you go through, remembering that you can get through and you will be okay and that's literally one of the some of the things i model for myself as a person not even just him but taking the things for your bad and making them into your good making people smile letting people know that you will be okay and being there for them once i knew that that's what those three numbers meant for him he was instantly one of my favorites and the type of music he makes it's very hard to listen to now it was hard to listen to when he was alive but especially the things he talked about, talked about in his music are the things that killed him. It's very hard to talk about. But even in his music, he expressed that he wished he wasn't going through the things he does and that he wishes the people who listen to him, listen to his advice and don't do the things that he's struggling with. And to finish off the list with Eminem, if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure, I'm highly sure that just as a rapper, Eminem is the most successful rapper, period. Not counting Jay-Z, obviously he's a billionaire in other ventures, Kanye billionaire through other ventures, but just solely from his music, Eminem is the greatest, objectively and factually. And his music may not be for everyone, everybody not, especially people, black people and people of color may not really listen to Eminem, but the success he had, you, you have to recognize it. In black culture, for a white man during the time he came out with music, 
to not only be accepted in the culture, but be the best. That just imagine he came out when Jay-Z was hot and my dad tells this story. He's the reason why I got into Eminem. He's one of Eminem is one of my dad's favorite rappers as well, as long as with people like Tupac and Biggie, obviously. But he says that he walked in the barbershop one day and mind you, in barbershop environment, if you say something stupid, you're going to get roasted. And he walked in there and said that, hey, it's this white boy out that's better than Jay-Z. And he said the way he got laughed out that barbershop, you would have think he got banned. You would have think he could never come back. And then things like the Eminem show, Renegade, his verse with Jay-Z came out and people came back to him like, oh, this was the white boy you was talking about. Like to be a white man and your most successful thing is from black culture. That's probably one of the most difficult things someone can ever do. And in his music as well, he also expressed having a daughter, having the struggles of being a father and a a famous person. People always walking up to him, wanting pictures, autographs, while he just simply wants to take care of his daughter. And he always made it clear, no matter what he's going through, no matter how he talks, his daughter is going to be okay. And as a future father, I really want a daughter first. I really want to make a world where my future wife and future daughter have nothing to worry about. And to listen to someone's music who made his daughter first before his career, that's amazing. And if you realize, if you watch interviews with Eminem or performances, you realize he's one of the most humble people on the earth. Like, mind you, I say he's most likely the most successful rapper of all time, just if we're speaking of his music and and the sales and the way he's accumulated over the years. He said that he was nervous to perform at the Super Bowl. Like, he wasn't even by himself. He's with Dre, Mary J. Blige, and Kendrick, and 50 Cent. And that's another thing, uh, how he brought 50 Cent on that. But he literally expressed that he was nervous to perform because he didn't want to mess up. And he, he didn't keep that secret. He told that to the public. Like, he never credits himself. He never, he rarely calls himself the GOAT in rap, like the greatest of all time. He does it. Obviously, every rapper should do it. But he makes sure to give props to many, many black hip hop artists before he does give himself credit. And that's the main thing. If I could take one thing away is that he didn't use our culture for personal gain, just for personal gain. He didn't use black culture and hip hop. He learned from it, was a student of the game. And now he gives credit to the people who got him here. And that alone has Eminem as my favorite, personal favorite rapper and favorite artist. I want to make sure with these episodes that I'm about to release that they're a little longer than usual because I've been gone for a minute and people may ask me, when are you making podcast episodes? Which, by the way, thank y'all so much for encouraging me to continue making content and actually liking the things I talk about and listening. It means a lot. I can't say it enough. I won't ever stop saying it. It means a lot to me. And I really appreciate you coming back to this episode and I hope you enjoyed and I hope I named some of your favorite artists as well. And yeah, goodbye.